0: morning, everybody. How's it going? I hope you are doing well this morning and that the week has begun well for you. This morning we are in chapter, beginning chapter 11 of the Pilgrim's Progress. If you are following along in a chaptered book, that is, um, if you are in a book where it goes through the stages, I'm not sure exactly which stage, I think we're either in the ninth or beginning of the 10th in the last stage of the journey. And so uh, just to follow up where we left off, uh, the danger of Doubting Castle, giant despair and his wife, uh, diffidence, have just uh, been escaped by hopeful and Christian. And they've been able to get out of there and escape thanks to Christ And his love, and now they're back on the way. And so that's where we pick up. It says, then they went then till they came to the delectable mountains, which mountains belong to the Lord of that hill, of which we have spoken before. So so they went up to the mountains to behold the gardens and orchards, the vineyards and fountains of water, where also they drank and washed themselves and did freely eat of the vineyards. Now there were on the tops of these vineyards, I'm sorry, now there were on the top of these mountains, shepherds feeding their flocks, and they stood by the highway side. The pilgrims, therefore, went to them and leaning upon their staff, as is common with weary pilgrims, when they stand to talk with any by the way. They asked, whose delectable, delectable I can't say the word this morning, whose delectable mountains are these, and whose be the sheep that feed upon them? We have a note here from the author. He says, Notice the ups and downs, the sunshine and the clouds, the prosperity and the adversity which Christians go through in their way to the promised land. Lately, these two pilgrims were bewailing their state and doubting castle under giant despair. Now, they are come to delectable mountains where all is clear, perfect, and joyful hope so that God's word is now comfortably fulfilled upon them. Uh, He says, see Isaiah 64 in verses 9 through 11. He says, I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. And it doesn't give the whole passage here. So we're going to go ahead and and read the whole passage. Isaiah 64, 9 and 11. Isaiah 64. 9 and 11 and this is so true i think a lot of times we miss sometimes the how how much the christian life ebbs and flows ups and downs sunshine then clouds almost almost on a daily basis sometimes but the the times can be as long as years between uh with the good and the bad and and Apparently, according to scripture, even from generation to generation a good generation will have it good, and then the next generation will have it uh, bad S- but specifically in our daily walk uh in the highway in the king's highway, there's ups and downs prosperity and adversity isaiah sixty four uh, nine through eleven says "Be not wroth." Very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee, we are all thy people. Thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness, just Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house where our fathers praised thee is burned up with fire and all our pleasant things are laid to waste. I don't see the verse that he's referring to here. 64? 9 through 11. But now, O Lord, thou art the Father, we are the clay, and thou art the potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. So unless I'm reading this, oh, this is not, this is 49. I can't, I'm telling you, when it comes to some good verses there, I always love, Finding a misreading a passage and finding another good supporting scripture for it (laughs) Isaiah 49 XLIX. That's 40, 49 uh, verse 9. Let's try that. There we go. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth, to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Neither shall the heat nor sun smite them, for he that hath mercy on them shall guide them, even by the springs of waters shall he guide them, and I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Look at that. I don't know if, ever, if I've ever seen that passage passage in that light, but my highways shall be exalted. Love that, something I'm going to say for today. So uh, as we continue here, and these mountains says a shepherd is re- replying to the question, and when they asked, uh, "Whose whose mountains are these and whose uh, sheep are these?" And the shepherd says, "These mountains are Manuel's land, and they are within sight of his city, and the sheep also are his, and he laid down. <laughs> Excuse me, and he laid down his life for them. Mm, amen." And this is the way to the celestial city," said Christian. "You are just in your way," said Shepherd, said the shepherd. Christian says, "How far is it thither?" Shepherd replies, "Well, it's too far for any for any, but those who shall get there, thither indeed." We have a note here from the author. He says, "Oh, how many professors grow weary of the way, fall short and fall and fail of coming to the end." Though the way be too far, too straight, and too narrow for many who set out and never hold on to the end, yet all who are begotten by the word of grace and born of the spirit of truth shall persevere unto the end, being kept by the mighty power of God through faith and unto eternal salvation. This is a reference to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. You know, there is a, a balance that I think uh, as you go through this book, especially with these notes from the author, that the responsibility of believers, of pilgrims, and so he uses this word professors because uh, true believers and professors are two different things. To profess to believe is one thing. Uh, and it puts you in the way, it puts you with a lot of other people who are in the way. But it doesn't mean that you're going to make it to the promised land just because you profess to believe. Uh, those who truly believe, those who have, who are not just speaking the truth with their mouth, but the truth is in their hearts, uh, those people will make it to the end. And it's not their responsibility or the, the effort and the fact that they make it to the end isn't because the, of their own strength. They make it to the end because they're born of the Spirit of the truth. They're kept by the power of God. Uh, but there's many that along the way say, you know what, this is too narrow for me. Right, I can't do this anymore. And uh, some people have called it uh, spiritual or misnomered it and called it spiritual burnout, uh, when in fact it was, hey, they were never in the way. Now, I'm not referring to ministry. I'm referring specifically to what a lot of people call ministry. I'm referring specifically to uh, the work of Christ in the life of a person. The the work of Christ, the work of grace, the work of salvation begins uh, in faith and continues in faith and ends in faith. But it's possible to begin and not continue. It's possible to continue and not end. Um, and thus the faith is not is not of Christ. I think that's important for us. That's why we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's not something that we're confident in uh, because of what we've done. Our confidence is placed in Christ. And there are times our confidence is shaken like it was at Dowden Castle for a Christian. But... But he repented c- forsook his his uh self confidence, called out to Christ, and Christ brought him back in the way and and th- such is the journey for for pilgrims we have a another note here uh just it's not here at the bottom of the page it's actually here inside of the uh pa- and inside of the actual passages. it says mountains delectable, they now ascend." Where shepherds be, which to them do commend, alluring things and things that caution are, pilgrims are steady, kept by faith and fear. Christian says, "Is the way safe or dangerous?" After shepherds, the shepherd says, "It's too far for for anybody, but those that will get there will get there." <laughs> and Christian replies, "Is the way safe or dangerous?" Shepherd says it's safe for those for whom it is to be safe, but transgressors shall fall therein. We have another note from the author, and I'm so thankful there's so many notes here because and references specifically to scripture because this is a a uh, aspect a perspective or an understanding of the Christian way of the straight and narrow way of the way of Christ that many people do not understand or don't want to understand uh, that uh, this way it's a way you you must be found in the way you can't leave the way and think things are okay you must either come you must come back whether you're a believer and you're, and uh, you're out of the way or you're just been a professor only professing to believe and never have been in the tr- the the responsibility to repent and believe is is still the same. And we have so we have a couple notes. He says the elect shall obtain; the rest shall be blinded by sin and self righteousness. Uh, Romans eleven verse seven makes a reference to this. Let's see, Romans eleven. In verse 7, a lot of people want to argue all day long about who's the elect and what does that mean? Um, how do we know? Well, we know in the end, the responsibility is to continue with fear and faith faith and fear. I don't know if the order there matters. Uh, Romans 11 and verse 7 says, What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Blinded by what? Sin and self-righteousness. This is important to understand. And then we have an, an admonition again in Second John uh, verse." I'm sorry, for, yeah, Second John, verse uh, 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. So this is right after he gives that admonition of many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist then he says look to yourselves that you don't lose that which, which that which you've been given uh, whosoever transgress, transgresseth transgresseth first john uh second I mean, john verse 9 says whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of christ hath not god he that abideth Abiding abideth in the doctrine of Christ. He hath both the Father, and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. What does this mean? You know, I've I've uh, heard this before. Uh, these passages used, and uh, those passages specifically, when it says. Uh, verse 10 would always be brought up hey if if someone doesn't believe what you believe then you don't receive him into your house and you don't bid him godspeed well he tells us exactly what he's talking about in verse 9 he's he's clarifying who what what doctrine he says and he brings not this doctrine it's the doctrine found in verse 8 and 9 look to yourselves that you lose not that which you have that which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. And this is uh, g- given in more detail even uh, before and even in 1 John. If we don't have love, then we're not of Christ. He that hath Christ has love. And it's really that simple um but we like to complicate it right we like to justify ourselves and say you know what i can continue in sin and and god still loves me well his goodness he reaches out with his goodness for sure and we thank him for that but uh, we must not we must not uh mock the goodness of god but uh, repent and come back to him There's a, so we'll continue here. I think this, I've read all the passage there's quite a few passages here. So, the, yeah, the shepherd says, it's going to be safe for those whom it will, it is to be safe, but transgressors shall fall. So it's possible to be in the way, to be in the way of Christ, to look like everybody else, be in the vineyard, yet be fruitless and found without fruit. And when the harvest is come, he's coming seeking for fruit. That's the difference between the wheat and the tare. The wheat has fruit and the tare has none. Christian says, is there any in this place, any relief for pilgrims that are weary and faint in the way? The shepherd replies, the Lord of these mountains has given us a charge not to be forgetful, to entertain strangers. Therefore, the good of the place is before you. Oh, and how, oh my, I've met so many people here in the past couple of years who um, were just this, who entertained me, who was a stranger to them, but they uh, they entertained me, and, and and specifically in this way of a person entertaining, a, a host entertaining a guest, and and times when I thought I couldn't, wouldn't be able to find anybody, or... I just, I needed some rest, I needed some, some encouragement. God sent somebody along the way, a complete stranger, who was, showed their faith, and showed that they were one of his by, uh, by their love. Oh, and I'm so thankful for that. Hebrews, uh, this is a reference to Hebrews chapter 13, and verse 1 and 2, and we'll end here soon. Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting and, and curious verse, right? And a lot of people think, oh, look, we might have taken care of an angel. But this is the sign of a true believer, a sign of someone who's truly his is that uh, one of the things is that they love the brethren and even though that person might be a stranger to them because of the love of the fathers in them uh, they they are are loving and uh, how helpful that is to to fellow pilgrims who are in the way who like Christian and hopeful here in the story have just come out of a a very hard time in their life so you know what I'm going to go ahead and stop it there I think we're at a stopping point and we'll continue Uh, because he says I saw also in my dream and so uh, the the conversation with the shepherds there in this quiet restful place begins with the shepherds and uh, we'll pick up uh, Lord willing there tomorrow but uh, hope, hopefully that was encouraging to you. I know it was for me. And uh, just so you know, if you are still listening, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, thank you so much. The podcast will remain uh, The Pilgrim's Progress. But if you are listening on Facebook, I will be putting out uh, some additional content uh, here soon. Um, and then also, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll be pushing putting out some content besides this. So uh, hopefully you find that helpful and encouraging as well. So again, thank you so much, and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys.